Hey, Peppin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about the last time we had a conversation. Like last episode? Yeah, like last time we talked about other conversation starters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is this a conversation starter right here? This was my conversation starter. Oh, man, I think I saw through that plan there. You gotta just... A good conversation starter always starts with... I've been thinking a lot lately about... Actually, that's a good point. I mean, that's something we should have. We start the conversations here, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's Another great conversation starter is... We should get something to eat later. What do you think? I didn't want to start this episode the same way I ended the last one, so I had to switch it mid-sentence. I see, I see. Well, you know, that's that's a great thing, and I think it's something that we should probably speak about in a manner which is accumbent to our personal skills. So you're saying we need to talk? Yes. <laughs> Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Yo, yo, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, let's go. You are definitely here. So, conversationstarters.com, guess what? They didn't email me back. So, what we're going to have to do is give them two more chances. I'm going to give them two more chances. Both of them need to be acceptable conversation starters, or I'm switching to a different one. Okay. Better be. So, are you are you prepared? Like, Are you ready? Yeah. That's not a conversation starter. That, oh, that's okay. A question by yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm ready. All right. Here's the first one. What's the worst thing you can say on a first date? Um, <laughs> okay. If you're, if you're working with some some colleagues like that that's a, not a bad conversation starter to, like if you're just bored and you need something to talk about with someone that, that's not a bad one how uh, about on a first date what's the worst thing you say on a first date no no, no. how about that question on a first date Th- that that that's kind of meta i like it <laughs> the God, nice to meet you my name's nate so what's the worst thing you could say on a first date <laughs> <laughs> but then she says it and you act like she actually said it. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's the worst thing that you could say on a first date off the top of your head? You smell like my mother. That's a pretty bad one, Nate. You smell just like mommy. <laughs> oh man. Um you smell just like my father. You know, you remind me of my childhood dog. Yeah, that's a pretty bad one, Nate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not even... Why childhood dog? <laughs> like, why does that make it worse somehow? I, I don't even understand. I, I mean, there's some general ones which are... I mean, they might work on certain people, but... Man, you're way hotter than your picture. Yeah, that's, that's a bad I feel one. like that's... It's like a double-edged sword there. You're like, man, I'm doing good. I'm trying to compliment. <laughs> then they're like, wow, what does that mean? Like, good point. S- saying I got like a seven-inch dick. I mean, that's not very uh, good. 
I mean, it could potentially be good if it's like, oh, yeah, well, let's, let me see it. Yeah, well, but mine's the, eight. Then you have to, like, you know, back it up. <laughs> wait, wait. Then you got to back. Oh, you mean, like, uh, you have to be able to show that that's the truth. Yeah. I thought you meant something different, but you have to be able to back. Yeah, because well, it's like, if you don't have a seven-inch stick, I mean, and you, you can of show that. I mean, if it's big enough, I mean, I guess that's not a problem. Like, you're probably not going to get the actual, like, measuring tape out. She might be impressed, but she also what might. What if she's carrying a measuring tape? I mean, the more power to her, I guess. Uh, actually, <laughs> what if she asked the waiter for a measuring tape? <laughs> right, so so on, the, on, the, on the other side, so the female side, mm-hmm. a bad thing for a female to say is, I hey, I've got a measuring tape. tape here. I want to measure your dick. <laughs> can I measure? Can I measure your cock? <laughs> I have a, I have a seven-inch vagina. <laughs> so uh, I myself am not a big fan of that question. I oh. think. I, I mean, maybe with friends, you're right. That would be, you know, you and I could riff on something like that. The but last seven people convers- I've had have had STIs. <laughs> Why is this always seven with you, Nate? Well, it's like the Bible, you know, like se- seven deadly sins, seven blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just like... <laughs> you had one example, Nate. You got to come up with at least one more <laughs> if you're going to say that. Uh, 40 the seven days, commandments. <laughs> the seven commandments. The seven apostles. Actually, that's true. When? There's, there's more examples. No, the seven commandments, there were ten. <laughs> What? But you could say seven days in a week. The, the Sabbath. Exactly. Yep. That's the seventh, right? Yep. <laughs> How did you get your name? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that's 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 the answer. That's the question where people will sass you. It's still hitting me. Um, what? This is how it's gonna work. Hey, how did you get your name? My parents? <laughs> like, no, no, that that's not like no. Nate, I'm sorry, but conversationstarters.com is dead. It's People dead will make you look really dumb if you do that one. All right, I'm going to Google. Conversation starters. Oh. Okay, we have four options to choose from. Conversation oh. starters for kids. Conversation starters for teens, conversation starters for couples, or conversation starters for your crush? Uh, I like the crush one. All right. We'll start with teens. It sounds like it's all like the same website. Like They're the probably all the same website. This yeah. one is um, drchristywolf.com slash conversation starters. Dr. Christy Wolf, licensed clinical psychologist. And here's a picture of a tree birds falling dead out of it is it a sexy tree 83 conversation starters for you to use with kids and teens okay how many times have you tried to ask your child about their day and received one word or a grunt it can sometimes be like pulling teeth this can be so frustrating for parents to engage with their kids here's some questions oh man there's so many there's 83 okay (laughs) (laughs) Number 11, what hurts your feelings? <laughs> um, that, hey, Nate, how do you engage teens nowadays? <laughs> how often do you feel sad? 
is this this sounds like a therapist wrote this yeah because a therapist literally wrote this it's not like a, it, it, i think it's also more pointed towards uh females it seems because i don't think you ask those questions to like young boys or teenagers because they'll be like like uh why why are you talking about this stop stop maybe what's the best compliment you've ever gotten i want to hear the answer to that one from you uh well there's a great compliment i got this one time and it had to do with a thing that someone i don't know uh someone said i had a nice tie um fun story so i have to wear a suit for work and you know suit separates or whatever but uh it's like i would have to take the highway into work so pay the toll and i was fine paying the toll but then every time i went through the toll i had to give the lady the money and it's the same lady like every day and every day she complimented me on her on my tie and it was like just like i just dreaded going through that toll because it's like she's gonna compliment me on my tie again like what so i took the tie off one time and then she complimented me on my shirt <laughs> and i like it, how you're not wearing a tie today <laughs> And so it really got to me. So I ended up getting Easy Pass. So uh. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Easy Pass. Uh, for those in Asia, our Asian listeners, Easy Pass is something which. No. Well, we do. We have tons of Asian listeners. Do we? Okay. Yeah. Well, for Asian listeners, Easy Pass is something where, like, you don't have to like uh, get out of your car and pay pay the. You never had to get out of your car on the highway to pay. Okay, Easy Pass is where you don't have to pay someone like directly. You just pass through the the toll lane. Okay, and so a toll. <laughs> it, it's like we have these trolls out there, and it's, in order to go past the toll, you have to pay the troll. But yeah. now the troll has automated that, so you just pass through the lane, and the toll I, is I got paid a buddy automatically. In, your bank I got there. a buddy in England who lives on like a one of these little island type dealies. And to get on the islands free, but to get off of it, you have to pay $30. It's a $30 toll. The people on the island who work off the island pay $30 a day to go to work. That's pretty extreme. And that that's that's a little exploitive there. Because It's insane. If you're on an island, I mean, I guess we're all on an islands kind of in a way. Nate, I mean, shut not up. Really technical, but... All yeah. right, more, more yeah. questions for teens. Um, this is under the... They're all under headings. That one was under personal. I'm going to skip school because they're really bad. Um, like, what's your favorite part of lunch? <laughs> um, ice cream. I'll go to... What's that? Ice cream. Okay, perfect. Remember when we had the ice cream vending machine in high school? I think I remember that. That was, that was the first year, and then they took it out because kids were fat. I mean, they replaced it with chocolate chip bagels. The bagel <laughs> monster. Good times. So um, let's see. Under social. Um, question uh, number 38. What do you think true popularity looks like? True, that's too. a weird question. Like, how do you answer that? Like, how would we answer that even? True popularity is when people are happy when you 
are a part of their environment. But what people? Like the cool kids so, or it's so, like the uh, the goths? Ever, the more people, the more popular we are. Mm-hmm. So like if you're considered a popular person and like, uh, you know, only the quote unquote popular kids like you, then are you really popular? Or is somebody who all the groups like more popular? Popularity, you can have like a status thing, but true popularity is less about status and more about the feeling that people get around you. It's, I, okay. I mean, I, I'm stuck on the word true because it's like, you know, there's love, but there's true love. And what does true right. love mean? It's like, right. well, tr- true, what, what does true mean? Like, like, I don't know. Like, and how does it differentiate between that and the, the other thing? Because, I mean, I, I'm not saying like those distinctions don't exist, but it, it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think you need to make like another word for those things if it's that differ- differentiated. Yeah. It, it's like, no, I'm sure they do, but it seems like they're kind of taking these questions and like making them as simple as possible, to put it lightly. Uh, actually, I'm going to take a controversial example here. So some people do drugs, and those drugs make those people happy. Now, there's definitely great arguments to say that that happiness is not sustainable, but some argument people use is, are they truly happy, or is that true happiness? Mm-hmm. And they'll make an argument that true happiness comes from X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think there's a differentiation there. Like, if that drug makes them happy, it's making them happy. You can't really argue about that. Maybe the long term. No, it, I, I definitely disagree with that. I think it's a different type of happiness altogether. Like how so? The happiness that you get from like a drug or something like that is different than the happiness that you would get from um, hanging out with somebody that you like hang out with, or and that's different from uh, the happiness you would get from playing a video game. Like I I I get happiness from playing. Um, uh, NHL with my friends, but it's a different type of happiness altogether than a lot of other types. Than like the happiness I can feel in a content moment where I'm just I'm I'm happy with where I, or an overall happiness with like the position I'm in in life. I think there's a lot of different ways that you can use the same word, and that they are different feelings altogether. I, I could, okay I can agree with that as a as a as a thing in general. Uh, yeah, because there's different, like, we attribute the term happiness to many different situations. And those situations, the happiness is different. It's a different kind of feeling you feel. But at the same time, I think to discredit the feeling of, you know, being, let's say, high on mm. some sort of drug as not being a form of happiness or not being a real form of happiness. Mm. It's a real form of happiness. It's just not induced, like, by a preferable means. Or, or maybe it is a preferable means if someone's really having issues. I think it's. I think that I would agree with you in that it's a breakdown in communication and it's n- somebody not expressing what they really mean, because I think I, that what they typically mean is what you were getting at to begin with—that it's not a sustainable method of happiness, um, and that true happiness is something that can be sustainable. That's that's a longer term thing. Um, and that doesn't need an outside influence to create it, um, such as you know the happiness you create within yourself or Jesus Christ or one of those things. Yeah, I, I think in general, what people consider to be true happiness, or the argument is that for long-term happiness, you need to have something which makes you have 
positive feelings. Let's say positive feelings, which can be equated to happiness, with meaning, some sort of meaning or purpose intertwined mm. with that. And mm. in the sense of like this kind of uh, like I'll give an example like uh, masturbation, you know, let's say masturbation with porn, like you know, masturbating with porn, that might make you make you happy in the long run, but it's not really fulfilling because it's just you know, once it's done, it's it's done. Or the short run in some circumstances. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it gets a little tricky there. But okay, I, I think we agree there. I think the really important thing when you're talking to your teen about something like this is to let them know that drugs are really cool. Um, especially cocaine. And that's true. That's true popularity. Yeah. Is the kid who has drugs has true popularity. Yeah. Um, PCP. Pretty nice. Um, cocaine. I mean, it's a little Nate, expensive. come on. Be fucking serious for a second. PCP isn't cool. It kind of is, though. I mean... No, no. You shove ice up your asshole. That's not cool. I mean, you always get naked, though. Most I of mean, the time. That's, that's kind of nice. Cool. Well, okay. All right. Yeah. I concede. You're right. Yeah. So let's go... I'm just going to take one under each of these topics, and then we'll move on to a different site, because this one's kind of dumb. Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts, or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. I try using Google. Google, it's not really set up for it, so I honestly have trouble. Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself. Meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find the exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles. It's really annoying. So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now. Uh, relationships. Number Question 51. Do you know anyone who's gay? Uh, yeah. That's, that's it. That's how you start the question. That's how you talk to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to start a conversation with a teen? Just be, go up to them and be like, hey, you know anyone who's gay? I mean, I think it's a... I, I could see that being a good conversation if you're trying to have a conversation about, like, sexuality and acceptance or maybe non-acceptance. Yeah, yeah, because the next two questions are, does anyone treat them differently and what do you think about that? Now, I have an issue with this site, Dr. Christy Wolf, because... You are claiming to have 83 conversation starters, but some of these questions are multi-parters that don't work on their own. So when you say you have 83 conversation starters, I expect 83 unique standalone questions, not number 51 through 53 being a series of questions about homosexuality. I cannot ask my teen, what do you think about that? On its own, okay? Get your shit together, Christy. Dr. Wolf, I apologize. That was rude. Uh, I, I also understand that this question has a certain kind of uh, lens it's going through, so it probably assumes the people asking this question are 
say more positive towards homosexuality and you know whatever kind of sexualities exist out there. But it might be the case that someone is not open to that kind of stuff, and these questions could be asked to kind of shame the child too. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any friends that are gay, or you know any friends that are gay? And people say, it says yes, or doesn't necessarily say friends, but go on. I get people, uh, and we'll say the person says yes, and the parents come back and say, "Well, you make sure you don't make friends with them. Make sure you throw rocks. You probably don't say you throw rocks at them, but you know, I don't want yeah. you hanging out with those people." Yeah, throw your old iPhone at them. That's what they're there for. So that's not that's a good question if you are, you know, say sex positive, but if you're sex negative or, you know, homophobic, it's probably not a great question to be asking because it's going to reinforce makes, that. N- nothing shuns gay people worse than throwing old, outdated technology at them. Like shoes? Like here's, here's last year's Prada. Prada? My favorite piece of technology. <laughs> okay. Future. The category of future. Um... If you had $100 to spend, how would you spend it? $100. $100. Nathan, teens. Just go up to a teen. Hey, if you had $100, how would you spend it? I mean, if I was... Okay, so I wasn't like this back in the day, but if it was like myself now, like like, like more myself now, back in my teenage body, but like with a teenage mind too. Like this is my current personality, a teenage body. I'd probably say like a bull job. Like, yeah, like I'd buy a bowl job from uh, Susie Q in the, down in the uh, history class I have with her. Like, like Oh, you had history with Susie Q, too? <laughs> Susie Q, the $100 blowjob girl? <laughs> but I, I would be joking about that. But uh, <laughs> yes. To your mom? You would be joking about that to your mom. That would be hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> And your mom would be like, well, I got a hundo in my pocket right now. Here you go. <laughs> go learn some history. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, un- go ahead. You had but something? Even back then when you are a teen, like $100 isn't that much. Not I mean, really. But I mean, a free $100, everyone can do something with a free $100. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends what teen, like 13 versus 19. Those are very different sums of money. Yeah. I, I guess it also depends on the class of the child because it's it's like my family was pretty poor. Like I didn't get very much money for anything, but uh, I did kind of jealous isn't the word, but kind of like kind of like how does this work with other families? Because mm. people would tell me stories about how it's like they sweep the road or sw- sweep the driveway <laughs> for their grandmother, and the grandmother gives them a hundred dollars, yeah. and they just rack up money like a huge amount of money. Like their the parents just give them money like. Like a hundred dollars just for nothing. Like, oh, we're going on some school trip. Here's like two hundred bucks. Yeah. It, it's like, to me, that's unimaginable. But to other people, it's like, it, like, like, like myself. It was like, five bucks would be great if they gave me that. Family. The next tab is family. There's only only two more. Question sixty. What do you like most about me? <laughs> That's a good hey, question. Nate, yeah. You think that's a good question for you to ask your teen? Yeah. Okay. How yeah. would you how would you how would you answer that when you were a teen? Um uh, so I might say something like who's asking me? Uh, let's do your mom first. Okay. We're going to do both, so. 
Okay. My mom asked me, what do you most like about me? I'd say something like, uh, you know, I, I like it when you play with my hair and uh, when, what am I getting? I like it when you, uh, you know, give me money and uh, we talk about things. Uh, I like our chats and go I shopping. like how you slipped give me money in there. Uh, I like it when you surprised me, like the time you bought me that uh, PlayStation. I mean, that was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like 50 bucks, and that was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the pudding. The, the wall of pudding. The wall of pudding. What about when your dad asked you? Uh, I like that you are protective sometimes, like if it, if it calls for it. Yeah, that's a, that's a okay. That's an okay question. I think it's a little self-aggrandizing myself, but... To be fair, I'm I, I am I am tweaking it. It says, "What do you like most about me slash your other parents slash siblings?" So you could ask it about anybody, but I wanted to take it to the extreme. So, yeah, well, I I think if you ask that though, you have to ask about like, what don't you like about me? Ah, the next question is, what would you change about me? Okay, that's a better way to say it than yeah. What don't you like about me? Yeah, yeah. What do you think I like most about you? Ooh, now we're getting crazy. See, that's like one too many steps. And the and if the child's like, well, I mean, sometimes I badmouth you. Wrong, your face. Next question. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great uh, Reddit post on uh, Ask Reddit, and it's like, uh, parents who know they have ugly children. When did you realize your child was ugly? How do you treat that? Like, like, h- how do you like kind of approach that? Do you think your child's gonna get like a, a date? Yeah, well, like. And that, that's one of those, like, weird questions where it's like, yeah, there's got to be parents out there that know their kids are ugly. Mm. How, did they, how did they see that? Was that a, a good thread? Uh, it was a pretty good thread. Uh, okay. It wasn't as good as I th- hope because it's, it's kind of like the answers you'd kind of just kind of assume. Yeah. But it, it's, it's kind of in a similar way, kind of analogous to – I'm not saying that uh, – Ugliness is like a handicap, but you know, parents of people with parents of children with severe autism, like how do you view your child? It's like mm. they still love them, they still you know really wishing the best. They hope they find someone and so on and so forth. Mm. It, it, it's it's kind of the same. I and mean, parent like parents are always kind of the same with their children, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. And then the last one is values. What do you think is the meaning of life? Actually, I kind of like this question. Number 76, do adults automatically deserve respect? Do kids? I think that's a good discourse to have. I think it's a... Go ahead. Again, depends on the the parent there. Because if I had a child and I asked them that question, like that would be a good discussion because I like having discussions with people. Mm -hmm. Like I like having things open and kind of having little arguments. Mm -hmm. But... I could see a parent asking that question as a means of enforcing their opinion onto the child. Yeah, I mean, context is always going to matter. In, in every single one of these questions, you could say that same thing because if your intention is to drive a point, not have discourse, don't bother having the question. Mm, yeah. I, I, I think I'm a little bit sensitive to that matter because uh, growing up, I had to... Uh, Christian, overly Christian grandmother, and a lot of the questions that she opened up that always led into the Bible, 
Like, it was always, like, driven with some sort of ethical point derived from the Bible. Like, uh, what do you think? Okay, so, like, the example with the homosexuality one, what do you think about this? Like, he would use that as an opening to talk about homosexuality and uh, how the Bible views that. Mm. And, or... What do you think about this? And let me tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's essentially to get your, your take and then you have to tell you, explain why you're wrong and explain what's right. So give give me a... This is from September 25th, 2004. It has no comments on it, so I'll be commenting on that in a minute. But Dr. Christy Wolf, give me give me some words for Dr. Christy Wolf. What do you think of these? There's a, there's a good paragraph coming before it that explains, you know, most interactions between, between parent and child is about chores or um, dinner or activities that are revolved around that. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, taking them out for ice cream or for an errand and just having a one-on-one discourse with them and this is a good opportunity to to bring up maybe one or two of these questions and have a real deep conversation about it like two people instead of you know just just asking a blunt question or keeping things surface level so i i think she prefaces it really good i th- i personally believe that for her to call it 83 conversation starters is bullshit and she should really fucking check herself because there's not 83 conversation starters here there's maybe half of that because each one of these is like has two sometimes even three different levels to it and you have to ask them in order so dr christy wolf what meter says is uh, you owe us like another 40 conversation starters and i want to see part two nate what do you got so i actually kind of like this um I, I think it does assume a certain kind of lens you're having the conversation with the child. I think it seems like a certain kind of lens because these questions are not good for people who are, say, bigoted, but it's good for parents who are very open and willing to have a dialogue with their child. And it kind of pre-selects for that because people looking for these probably want to have a dialogue with their child. But it's like, how do I put this exactly? Uh, I've been dating a little bit lately and uh, I kind of got tricked into uh, going over to her house where I met her parents and had dinner with them, uh, her parents and uh, her brother. And I was very kind of like impressed by the mother because the mother was doing a lot to facilitate conversation, kind of like she she was kind of having people kind of bring up stories. Like she, she knew people had stories and it's like, hey, yeah, what about that story here? Uh, you know, talking to the father and have the father tell the story. Isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah, Grant, something like that as well. And she kind of facilitated conversations with that. And that's not something really I got when I was growing up myself. Like, there wasn't a lot of uh, interpersonal dialogue in that kind of way. And I could see that being a big struggle for people because the mother was very good with it. And the family seemed very close because because of that. But I can see parents having a large issue with that, not knowing what to speak about the child with or how to have a meaningful dialogue. So I could see this as being an actual nice tool. But uh, I do agree with you that uh, there's there's lies about the number of questions. She's false advertising. And you know what? If there's one thing I cannot get behind, it's clickbait and false advertising. Really, though? Because we had that clickbait. Uh. So I'm just this. The comments are closed on this, so I can't comment on it, but maybe I'll tweet at her or something. We'll figure that out. So <laughs> wow. we have a little bit of time left. I'm going to jump into conversation starters for your crush. 
Um, there are four links. Give me one, two, three, or four, Nate. Uh, three. Well, I'm going with one because the other three are over text, and I don't. That's not what I'm about. Questions to ask your crush. What do you find hilarious, but most people don't find funny? I like that one. That's getting to know somebody's unique sense of humor, which I think is really important in connecting with somebody. So, Nate, what do you find hilarious that most people don't find funny? I'm having a mental blank right now. Give me one second. Um, when going off on uh, train of thought tangent, like when you and I go back and forth and just delve into saying nothingness. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's a good one. So th- th- there's this thing that Steve and I do where we go back and forth. Yeah, it's not making sense. So I'll say one thing, which is a non sequitur. He goes back and we kind of go on and on and on with it. And it's like the idea is we, we, we're, we're taking it completely seriously. Like we don't break character. And we do it to confuse people sometimes. Uh, but I think it's really funny. There's been a couple of people in my life who've done that with me as well, where it just kind of clicks. Like uh, there's this girl on the bus. She was actually my next door neighbor, but we'd have conversations like that from time to time. Like not even like really talking about it beforehand. It's just like she started saying something nonsense. So I said something nonsense. It went back and forth for about like 10 minutes and it was great. But that's something people don't really understand or like very much. Yeah, that's fair. I think I find awkward situations like exorbitantly funny because I'm so uncomfortable and that's the only way I can cope with it is to find it funny. So if something's like absurdly awkward, like I, I lose it. That's really interesting. So the hilarity from awkwardness is, is like the coping mechanism. Yeah, if you watch my YouTube channel, you'll understand. I do a cooking show, and the whole show is me being awkward. and like, But it's in a very distinct, like specific way where I'm playing it serious, but I'm playing this character that's very awkward. And if you just look it up cooking today by meter and uh you'll you'll understand what i'm talking about i find it hilarious and i don't care if anybody else in the world finds it funny because i do yeah cringe is one of those things i have a hard time dealing with it's like if i if i watch something cringy or see something cringy i need to be like with someone else and experience with them because so that show that uh, you showed me and we watched from time to time, uh, Nathan for you. Yes. I tried to watch that show on my own. I couldn't. I couldn't get through it. It's just like I had to shut it off, and I tried a couple times, and it's just too cringy. Like I need someone to like hold my hand through it, because otherwise, it's it's just too much. All right, I'll come over and we can hold hands and we'll get through that show together. Yeah. This has been this has been a great conversation starter for a crush so far. There's another show that was really cringy. It was. Uh, called sex house and so it's like the it's like a reality tv show idea where they put people competing against each other to become a porn star and they kind of had them like act with each other a lot of times had competitions and so on and so forth and it gets super cringy because number one this is poorly produced like it's the worst production i've ever seen like there's no narrative. Like they try to make a narrative, but the the narrative contradicts itself at so many angles. Like people coming in and out of focus. 
and it, it it's just really weird. And the situations that happen are really awkward. And it's 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 I I was gonna watch it to completion, but uh, I just got cringed. What fad have you held on to, even though it isn't popular anymore? How you? Steve? I like this one again because I I think it. I think it pinpoints somebody's individualism and it also gives a little bit of insight about things that they like um, despite the fact that other people don't like it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I I think people have an inner hipster that they kind of cultivate but don't let out. And mm. when you allow someone to let it out, like without judgment, or not judgment necessarily. I mean, if, if you judge them a little bit, it's kind of like in a teasing, kind of flirty way. Mm. But it, it makes people kind of feel happy and special. Because I think this is the thing about humans in general. We all want to feel special and we're unique. And we're kind of not. But if there's something where it's like, yeah, I'm like this. Like, yeah. Like, so what's a fad that you've held on to? Guitar, maybe? It's not really a fad, though. I, I guess kind of. Because so what happened was... There was that game called Guitar Hero, and Steve was playing Guitar Hero, and that was like a big fad back in high school. And then, kind of the fad with Guitar Hero is a lot of people they actually pick up actual guitar from Guitar Hero because like I want to play the real guitar, and I kind of did that because of Guitar Hero, mostly because it's like there are these songs from Metallica, and I didn't know how they did what they did. It didn't make any sense to me that you could get that kind of a sound out of any kind of instrument. I didn't, like, understand how it worked. So I picked up a guitar, and so I picked up the guitar, and I kind of stuck with it. And a lot of people didn't. So a lot, there's not many people who were inspired by Guitar Hero and actually f- fulfilled any sort of guitar playing yeah. extremities. Extremities? or No, but go, I get you. Yeah. So, so that, that's the probably fad I still kind of stuck on to. Yeah, that makes sense. How about you, Steve? Um, I still play Nintendo 64. Um, that's a pretty pretty old one. Uh, I wear different colored socks. Um, and I always wear a black sock on my left foot and a white sock on my right foot. Uh, and I don't... That was a fad that, like, didn't exist back when I was in high school and doing it. And then as I was getting through college, I heard from a lot of people... Um, mostly moms who are like, oh yeah, my, my teen does that. So, uh, and I still hear it to this day that it's, it's like a, the younger generation is doing what I was doing back in that same age. So I'm wondering if it's just like, it's a fad of that age group or if it's something that like I was a part of that I didn't even know was a thing at the time. I, I was just doing it cause I didn't feel like matching my socks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to add to that, Richard Dawkins, he's kind of trying to start that kind of fad as well because his argument is that uh, there's no reason why you should have to match socks because they're like, they're like a singular unit. They're not attached. Like, so you, you can save a lot of money and a lot of hassle and stuff without having to match socks. So, well, I don't know about money. I mean... Because, like, they all... <laughs> when, all the... Like, you buy socks in, like, big packs, so, like, when you have a bunch, they all they they're usually sold as a matching set. So I just don't understand. So the idea is, if you get if you lose one or you get a hole in one, you don't have to throw out the other. No, but don't you usually? It's not like one's for your left foot and one's for your right. It's like you have a pack of ten and they're all the same color. No, 
I mean, not the Man, socks. You buy that fucking I, fancy ass socks, bro. Yeah, not the socks. I, I mean, dress socks. That's not as much the case. Usually, they're like patterned and everything. I, I think another like kind of uh, question you could ask off that is, what fad did you kind of do before it was cool? It yeah. also kind of brings up the hips. Everything I've ever done. We were kind of those people back in the day because like we got into skateboarding before it was cool. Uh, we got into. I was in the wall cast before it was cool, which I guess isn't that cool. But wall cats and memes, because it, it's like back in high school, people used to make fun of me quite a bit because I had all these wall cat pictures on my Zune. And Zune was like a old MP3 player type thing with photos and videos. And people would be like, what the fuck is that? That's so dumb. Like it's I, a Zune. <laughs> I, can, I can add cheeseburger? What is that? C- come on. And so they thought it was like super weird. And then, so sure enough, like a couple years later, everyone's like, I can have cheeseburger. Oh my God, look at this. Oh my. And they're all like super into wall cats. And it was just like, dude, that's so old. Like, I mean, it is. It's really old now. And yeah. Nate, Nate Pepin was the first one to ever, ever make it popular. All right, I got to, we got just a tiny bit more time here. I want to. Just bump on this website real quick. Flirty texts. Try any of these flirty texts to bring your relationship to the next message. Wait. (laughs) 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 I wasn't expecting that. Happy flirt texting. This is uh, thoughtcatalog.com slash Holly Riordan 2016. Extremely flirty messages to kickstart the conversation with your crush. 50 of them. You ready? Yep. Yes, I am. It, Nate, extremely flirty texts. Are you ready? Ooh, yeah. Number two. I can't even remember the last time we spoke. We need to change that. That's extremely flirty, right? I mean, you couldn't mm. say that to your mom. That's you know, you could say that to like anyone. Like you could any literally kind of... say that to anyone. That's not yeah. flirty at all. I mean, it, it could lead to flirtiness in the if flirtiness is what both of you are thinking of, but I don't think in and of itself it's flirty, and I don't think it falls under extremely flirty. So Holly, I'm getting an issue already. Best flirty text to bring your fling to the next level. I still can't get over trying any of these flirty texts to bring your relationship to the next message. It's it's kind of dumb. <laughs> Okay, I skipped over number one and I shouldn't have. I'm making the first move when it comes to texting, so I'm expecting you to make the first move when it comes to kissing. That's about as flirty as you could get. That's very direct and very demanding. Um, that That's not like, it's not flirty so much as it's like uh, kind of um, assuming. I'm sorry, Nate. I just read number six. What's number six? <laughs> the most flirty thing I've ever read. Stop sending me mixed fig- signals and start sending me memes. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That one gets an A plus for me. I had a dream we were sexting, so I woke up and decided to turn it into reality. Oh, okay. 
No, I mean you, you can't know. go from you can't go from send me memes to let sex like. Okay, I guess you can, but I, I think that one might work if you are the girl and you're pretty sure the guy's into you. But if you're the guy and you're going after a girl, like she has to be like super into you or kind of like you know a bit more open to that kind of thing. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. I haven't seen you in forever. Have you been visiting your fellow angels up in heaven? No. Don't say that, please. Don't say that one. Don't don't write that one in your phone and send it to somebody, to another human being. Oh. That one's terrible. Did you smile when you saw my name pop up on your phone just now? Uh, I like that one. That one makes makes them fucking face it. They can't say no. I actually might, like steal that one tonight when I message that girl. Well, we got a couple more you could steal. Oh, hold on. Let me find one. <laughs> uh, I can't figure out if I should start this conversation with a compliment, horrible pickup line, or simply hello. You choose. Yeah, that's kind of a uh, standard kind of pickup thing with Tinder. Uh, a lot of the standard pickup lines with Tinder are like, uh, would you rather A, B, C, like give options and then, or you give them a choice of how you pick them up and, yeah. Number yeah. 19, I've been dying to see Star Trek Beyond if you need a date idea. <laughs> that That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, Hold on, yeah. I gotta Google Star Trek Beyond now. 2006 science fiction fantasy film. 89% of Google users liked it. Oh, hey. That's not bad. Good job. Good good, cho- good choice on your flirty text. Number 20. There's a Mewtwo at my house. You better come catch it. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> I mean, that's like a, that's like a low-key uh, Tinder one. Yeah. Number 22. Hey, sexy. No. <laughs> that's it. That that's a little too casual, and it's not like it because it's flirty, but it's not like uh, that's something you say to someone you've been dating already. I mean, I guess that's flirty, but uh, I'm not, thinking not about delete. I'm thinking about deleting Tinder because I've already found the guy I want to be with. What are your thoughts on that? That's pretty flirty. I mean, they might question my sexuality a little bit. Um, hold on. <laughs> Be like, I thought you were into girls. So I thought I thought you liked me. <laughs> no, sorry, this guy just met. <laughs> like I thought I liked you too, but now I know. <laughs> I was uh, I thought about deleting Tinder because I'm picking up Grinder. <laughs> Number twenty seven. My dog wanted you to know that he misses you. <laughs> um, By dog, they mean that that one's pretty effective. Uh, I've seen that used uh, IRL. And it's, I think it's been responded to pretty well. Because, especially if it's, like, to a girl, because I don't know why, but... I mean, I guess it's with guys as well, but I know that something that happens that people have, like, a relationship, and they break up, and if there's a dog, like, involved in that, it's, like, the, usually the girl will be like, I don't miss him, but I miss the dog. I want to see the dog again. We should really stop texting and start seeing each other in person. Uh, Preferably naked. Wait, what was the last part? Of that? <laughs> <laughs> we 
We should really stop texting and start seeing each other in person. Preferably naked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, the first part is pretty good. Second part, even better. Number 36. I have an extra ticket to Blink-182. Interested? Uh, like, do you really have an extra ticket, or is that just a 40 line you say? I mean, <laughs> It's just a flirty line, because then if they say yes, you're like, ah, uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the weed singer guy. Didn't they just that. release an album too? Hold on, let me look. The weed singer is fucking crazy. Tommy DeLong or something. Yeah. He was on Let's the see. Joe Rogan Experience and he started talking about aliens for like an hour, and how he like knows about all the ancient technology and blah blah blah. It's really weird. They have a 16-day residency deal with the Palms Casino Resort in Las Vegas right now. So the only way to have a have a Blink One Eighty Two ticket would be if you're going to Las Vegas to watch them. Okay, good, good. All right, we're almost done here. I, I got to get through them all. There's only fifty, and we're on number um, thirty nine. I'm a little drunk, a little horny, and all alone. That's definitely one to give to. Like like if a girl sends that to a guy, that's pretty effective. It's essentially a uh, a hookup line there um, a lot of these are hookup lines and then other ones are like you could literally say this to anybody yeah guess which emoji i just placed next to your name in my phone that, that's not a bad one it's actually two it's um it's eggplant water splurt um so good story about that uh there's i saw the numbers on my phone but you know, I did the Tinder lifestyle for a bit there, and girls would give me the number from time to time. And uh, when I put them on my phone, I always put, put like some like cute thingy next to their thing, N- not because like I really needed to, but because like I wouldn't know who they were otherwise. Like, like see that one, Steve? No, it's too fuzzy. It looks like a kissy face, maybe. Yeah. It says mom kissy face. It says Brooke kissy face. Uh Uh-oh. You just outed her. Why don't you just dox her right here? And then I had another one where it's like, uh, I don't know what her name was, uh, Melissa. Uh, Two hearts next to it. And it's like. Ooh, so many girls with kissy faces and hearts. What would Holly kissy face think about Melissa hearts? um, She might might like her. She might dig her. But honestly, that girl was kind of drunk, like. Like, I showed up to her house, and she was drunk. Actually, I showed up to her house. She wasn't there because she was at the bar. And if she came there, she was drunk. Oh. That's a little awkward. There you go. So why, why isn't it Melissa beer? Beer mm. emoji. I made the emoji before I saw how drunk she was. All right. Last one, number 44. I hope you don't mind I'm texting you while naked. Um, That's not a bad one. There's a I second guess. half to it. Yeah. Or that I've been imagining you naked. Um. Okay, that that one's a little extra there. That's a little aggressive for my liking. Yeah, I mean, the first one, it can be played off as a joke if the other person isn't actually interested. Mm. Uh, but if they are interested, they can be like, I mean, they could like react like, 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 ew, gross, or, oh, really? I'm naked too. Maybe something like that. I don't know. They can play off of it. But, but we can both agree that the best pickup line conversation starter in the past two episodes 
is stop sending me mixed signals and start sending me memes. Yes, yes, that's probably the best one there. If you haven't said that to your significant other, if you haven't said that to your person you're flirting with, take Holly's advice and send it out. Check out check out Holly um, on thoughtcatalog.com backslash Holly hyphen Reardan. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, she has she's the author of uh, Severed, a creepy poetry collection. You can get it now on uh, shopcatalog.com for just under $16. Highly suggested. Never read it before. I'm just saying that because she looks kind of cute. So, How cute is uh, she? Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say number six to her for sure. Mm, okay. okay. So <laughs> um, everybody, thanks for tuning in. If you want to find out more about Holly, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is supposed to be about us. Yeah, if you want to find out more about uh, We Need to Talk, check us out at WNTT1 on Twitter. Um, Holly is at Holly, H-O-L-L-Y-Y-R-I-O. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash We Need to Talk Show. We also have a Patreon where you can donate to us. Uh, to search us, uh, We Need to Talk. And uh, we're, we're the ones that look cooler. Like it, It's like my face and Meter's face. There's one where it's like, Four people kind of sitting there, like in some sort of auditorium. Not that one. We're not. We're not those people. We're cooler. You can also find us on podcastnh.com. There's eleven podcasts on that network as it currently stands on the twenty first. So by the time you hear this, who knows? There may be more. Um, so definitely, definitely check out some of the other podcasts on the network. There's a ton of them. There's um, there's some about fishing, about hunting, about uh, how to be a better parent. Uh, about indie music in the area, in the country, in the world, um, and and some in depth conversation about uh, said music. So there's there's something for everybody, and uh, I highly suggest if you want to hear about some guy talk about his uh, his semen analysis and trying to get his extremely attractive wife pregnant, uh, she does an amazing Samuel L. Jackson. Check that one out too. Is that I can't shit decide. Happens when you party naked. Yeah, I can't decide who's who's cuter there, him or her, but. You know, I think it's I think it's a toss up at this point. Someone's gonna put something somewhere in me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they'd be the most sexy if they were to shake that bear. <laughs> I'm Team Almay all the way. So check us out wherever. I don't know. You're listening already, so I appreciate you. Um, but I appreciate more if you gave me money. And while I while I'm you know while I'm on it, just guys, stop just stop sending me mixed signals and start sending me memes. My favorite pickup line, my favorite flirty text, Nate. We need to talk. like this content check out our friends at gna podcast find them in the description or on facebook at gna podcast you love them as much as we do you know if that stops sending me pickup lines and starts sending me memes like thing keeps continuing if that gets popular and then it becomes a meme it's like a memeception there nate we gotta make that a meme we need to meme <laughs>